Hey, how's it going, everybody? Bonus time. Um, here with another episode of Cosplay Bites, the show all on conventions, cosplay, and all that good stuff. Um, with me, I have my wonderful best friend, Oh My Sophie. Hello. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you for doing this with me. I know had a lot of crazy confusion with last month and yeah. all that stuff. So, But you're here now, so that's yeah. all that matters. Um, before we get into it, just a quick couple of housekeeping stuff as usual. Um, on my blog, I just had a post go live today um, on Sweet Angels Berserker Yuna. And then tomorrow you can look forward to Fenrir Freya's Starfire. Uh, Shellanin's 2B in a few weeks. Uh, Oki Cosby as Armored Mirror, which debuted at C2E2, which we're going to talk about today, and a whole bunch of other awesome people. Um, and maybe one, yeah, one Kasukan, uh, post because photos are still coming out. Uh, there's too many good ones. <laughs> um, and Patreon shoutouts. Uh, shout out to my patrons: uh, Shaylin, Noah, Katyuska Moonfox, Coralia Jade, Mink the Seder, Nicole Marie Jean, and who's this? Oh, oh, my Sophie. <laughs> Thanks for supporting me on Patreon. And uh, yeah, it's free to view. If you pledge, you can get money. I mean, not money. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no, no stickers. 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 stickers they're they're cool and uh that's one way you can support the show uh you can also become a supporter on anchor which is where you can listen to it or uh rate and review the show on spotify or itunes it helped guys it really does um all right so with that being said uh first let's talk about sophie for a little bit so I've known her for a, cu a good couple of years and five now, right? Five years, five years. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. And, um, it was an accident, right? You just stumbled each mm -hmm. other on messenger. Yeah. And I used, yeah, I don't even know how we just stumbled on right after I started like doing cosplay more. Yeah. You and Sissa. Yeah. And then you eventually went on doing your own thing together. And uh, I did your logo at one yeah. point. I still have that logo saved in a folder on my laptop. It Aww. was the first logo we ever had. Yeah. Oh, that's sweet. No, I used it in my portfolio. So yeah, I'm really proud of it. Um, yeah. This, Sophie is, uh, she's something special, you guys. She's a marketing whiz. Um who knows a lot more about social media stuff than I do with how the algorithms pretty much screw in everybody, every single cosplayer known to man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so that's going to come up later on in the show, but the main topic, which I was originally going to talk about back in March, um, C2E2 happened. Yeah. In March, right? Yes. Okay, so that that's 
I view that as the way it's marketed. It's owned by ReadPop, the people that have like San Diego. No, not San Diego. Um, New yeah. York. Yeah. M- MCM, I believe they have that now. But that's basically the New York Comic Con for the Midwest. So you were a guest there? Um, I was a guest of C4 Magazine. For C4 Magazine. Okay, yep. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. I will leave it to you. Uh, how 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 did the Congo? Oh, it was awesome. So I've never been to C two E two before, um, and I didn't really know if I was going to go. But April was like, "Hey, you have to come." She goes every year. Um, so and then we we the Eben Project Eben Blade. They were we were supposed to like march together, do photos together there. So. Um, I was really excited to go and just attend and then C4 magazine had reached out and asked if me and April would work their booth and promote um, that. And so it just all fell together really nicely. And it was amazing. Like the people were awesome. It was kind of nice to be like on, like we only had an hour of booth time each day. So normally I'm at like the whole time, you know, at the cons I'm at. So it was really nice to get to like wander around and look at stuff and talk to the other cosplayers and, um, the cosplay contest just blew me away. I had a few friends competing, but I, there was some cosplayers in it internationally that I'd never heard of. But right. I can't, I just, the work is like, it, it makes you so inspired. Like I was sitting in the hotel room with um, April Gloria, Jedi Amanda and Alexandria Lee Studios and Ch- Chelsea currently cosplay. And we were watching the contest and I was just so filled with inspiration. Like, oh my gosh, I never thought about competing before, but now I'm like, I kind of want to. Right. Right, so you went there representing C4 Magazine. Um, how you need to keep going, like yeah. without the vendors or? Oh yeah, the there vendors? was. Oh, I can't remember what they're called, but uh, so April's very into Critical Role. Um, right. I we I watched an episode with them there, and it's fantastic. I love D and D, but I'd never really paid attention to Critical Role, but it was amazing but um they had a van- vendor who has the wood tables for D and all the diet just like these cool boxes just all this it was just different vendors than i see typically at shows because i do a lot of different shows but a big bulk of my shows are wizard world so there's kind of the same right. that travel um so yeah. it was exciting to get to see so many different like artists and just the sheer amount of people have you been to c2e2 no, but I can imagine what it's like, considering I, I'll see pictures of it. It's like, oh, yeah, it's the same red carpet that New York Comic Con has. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. And I was excited to do the Ebon Blade. But, I mean, those costumes are very complicated. Like, mine wasn't really finished. Um, and of our group, I think it was, like, 40 of us who had planned to. Only, like, three of us, like, were able to meet up or even had the costumes ready. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, which, like I said, I, I rushed mine at the end so fast to get it done that I was, because that, that was right in the middle of my, like, I basically did four shows in a row. So oh, I was, oh, so I wasn't super happy with my build anyway, and now I've had time to kind of refine it, and me and uh, Eugene Photo Video are going to do a really cool uh, cosplay music video with it, so. Oh, nice. nice. <laughs> so it wasn't for nothing. <laughs> wasn't for nothing. Mm-mm. Um. One thing that I was thinking about when I was just trying to plan out this episode was um, I feel like cosplayers, you know, they go to all these shows and they they always have one or a couple that's like their big show. Like this is their 
convention where they bust out the stops and like their favorite show. So like for me, that's that's New York Comic Con. Like that's my show every year. Yeah. Um, what about you? So it was always Acon in Dallas, Texas. That's where I discovered cosplay. It's the first convention I ever went to. Um, so it was always Acon, but the last couple of years, it's been kind of hit or miss that I've gone there. So it's become uh, Planet Comic Con in Kansas City, which oh, okay. is huge. Like people don't realize how, I would say it's, if not like the second biggest show in the Midwest, very close to it. Um, so that's, right. kind of, that's kind of my home community. So that's become like my big show, like because it's so close and I don't have to fly there, I got to take all of my props and my handmade pieces and display them instead of just print. So that was yeah. kind of like the big show for me so far this year. Yeah. But Akon has my heart forever. That's a special show to me. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, Pack Seats was mine. I went this year um, on Friday and it was, it was fun. I got to spend yeah. a lot of time with my friends and Saw a couple of girls that were there. Spent some time with them. It was it was good. Um, I know a lot of cosplayers. They all have uh, BlizzCon be there, con of the year where they bust yeah. out all the insane, crazy builds, and then you got like Zach Fisher and his sadist yes. designs. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then some have it early in the year with KatsuCon because. Katsu's known for like all their big builds and whatnot with the gorgeous scenery and the gazebo and all that. So I really want to go to Katsu next year. Like I want to plan that way ahead and just go. I have some friends going, so they have a room. So I think I'm, I'm always, I, I don't know. I just, uh, other than Akon, I don't really like attend a ton of conventions just because like, you know, when I can be home, I want to be. Um, but I think right. next year Katsu and I'd really like to do Dragon because I've never done Dragon Con. Dragon Con I've heard. Yeah. another big one for some cosplayers um yeah, yeah you got to get your butt to the east coast so i can meet you yeah <laughs> every time i go to the east coast i'm too far down i'm like florida georgia area right right i'd yeah. like to do a uh, new york comic-con this year there's a couple of companies i've been speaking with who are interested in like they hire cosplayers every year for stuff yeah. so if i can get there i will yeah if not New York, I mean, I definitely have Katsu in my sights for next year because I couldn't go this year. Yeah, that's a big one. I really, really want to do that. Yeah. they uh, The hotel prices uh, got jacked up a little bit. And um, then they added in the, um, like, you need a badge to go into the hotel. So, oh, like, I heard, yeah. Yeah, you can't lobby con like I did the last two years. Lobby con. <laughs> yeah. Akon stopped that as well. People used to do that there. Um, and I think Akon kind of, and this year it's not in a hotel though. It's at a park. It, things kind of got messed up this year. Um, but normally, yeah, for a while they stopped the lobby con thing too. Right. Right. Um, did you host any panel at C2E2 or it was um, just with C4? It was just with C4. So I was going to do a panel on cosplay entrepreneurship with the people who run C4. Um, but it didn't end up working out because April and I drove and it's 12 hours with stops. Oh. Yeah. On Sunday, we ended up having to leave pretty early to try and, you know, get out and get on the road. So I wasn't able to, but I would have loved to. I yeah. love panels. That's probably one of my favorite things. What kind of uh, topics do you usually talk about when you do panels? Oh man, um, a little bit of everything. So I, I really enjoy talking just, so my favorite topic that I actually like 
Uh, so cons won't book this panel, a lot, at least some cons won't. But when we do like um, creating cosplay content, I bring up this subject. I like to talk about uh, how social media affects cosplayers and creators mentally and how to combat that because I feel like we all get so anxious and people get so caught up in the numbers and the posts and comparing yourself to others and you can feel really alone in that. And so I like to bring up that discussion and be like, hey, everyone feels that way sometimes and talking about it really helps. You don't yeah. feel alone in it. You know what I mean? Like we're all yeah. in this together. And so that's one of the things, anytime I have a chance like that it's relevant to the panel, I will bring that up. And that's one of my favorites because as soon as you do, you see everybody in like the audience like, oh wait, that's me. And I'm like, I know, like people need to talk about that more. Yeah, that's definitely something that needs to be bringing up because a lot yeah. of people, they get burnout or they they yeah. experience con crunch when they're trying to bust out so many things and it's like taking a, a tax on your mental health. And uh, yes. yeah, it's not good, guys. Don't the do worst, it. <laughs> so I like to me, I like to speed build anyway, but before C2E2 uh, is when I was speed building Herod for Ebonblade. And I was working on it 12 to 16 hours every day for five days in a row. And by the end of those five days, like I went straight to, I finished and went straight to C2E2. So I'm having fun and I'm not really paying attention to my mental health. When I got home, I had my like first ever like breakdown. Like mentally I was just broken. And so I've promised myself I will never do that again. It's not worth it. No, definitely not. No. Um, anything else about the con you want to talk about? Um, I got to do a really cool um, interview with a French documentary. So it's a it's a, a documentary about cosplay, and it's going to be released during Paris Comic Con later this year. Oh so wow! That was kind of fun. Um, it was a different experience for sure. It, it, the the I when I think of like you know when you do like recording at conventions or you see people doing it and it's not like a big production. And yeah. so I was kind of shocked, like they, they had the cosplayers, their interview lined up. And I mean, it was like a huge team of people, like it was like real professional. And so I was a little intimidated, but it was really <laughs> cool. That's good. Yeah. Um, have you ever been to any cons outside the U.S.? Or No, not yet. So not I'm yet. talking with, um, there's a convention actually in Bangladesh. Oh. Uh, yeah. But it's called AnimeCon DACA, and the community there is fantastic. I've done all of my research, and so um, I know that the area can be a little scary, but they've never had any problems, and they bring cosplayers in from other places. So as long as I can have a companion with me, um, I've told them I'm totally willing to do it. So that yeah. might be my first. So we'll see. Yeah, that'd be an interesting opportunity. Yeah, it would. I just don't want to go alone. I no. suck at traveling alone, even if I'm going one state away. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't blame you. Um, well, I figured this would be a somewhat good segue because you mentioned it before. Um, social media marketing yeah. for a cosplayer. So for those who don't know, Sophie, well, I guess you did mention it. Oh, I can't remember. Yay, mm -hmm. memory. Um, Sophie runs a marketing class to help combat the ever-changing, horrible algorithms that Facebook and Instagram like to shove down our throats, which does take a hit 
for cosplayers that do this for a living and they kind of I guess they do to some extent they rely on posts reaching their audiences and the number that they have and the engagement so yeah tell us what you like figured out or because yeah. I know you do online classes, like you send out PowerPoint slides and whatnot. So yeah, so um, I teach. I call it Creator U because I, like creators of all industries is what I really focused on. I teach it at conventions as a paid workshop, and then I'm also going to start like a YouTube series. I've stopped doing my online courses just because. Uh, if I have like 20 people who want to take the class, but it's difficult to get all of them to take it at the same time. Uh, so it's just gotten too messy to do it that way, but I'm going to do a YouTube series about it. But what I do is I just teach creators how to work with the algorithm. So we're never going to beat them like they are what they are, but there are things you can do to like uh, really help yourself for like, for instance, like the algorithms look at the quality of what you're posting. So if you're posting an image and it's blurry or low light, the algorithm's going to go this isn't quality content, this isn't interesting, and you're gonna get less reach because of that. Huh. So um, that's one of the parts that's important. It's also important, I see a lot of people getting, like we were talking about mental health stressed because they're not reaching 100% of their audience. Well, at this <clears throat> juncture, that's never gonna happen anymore. The average healthy reach is seven to 10%. So if each post you have reaches seven to 10% of your total audience, then you're in a good place. It doesn't seem like it, but I mean, look at, for instance, right. um, Jessica Negri has millions of followers, but her posts don't often get millions of likes or comments. And that's not because people don't like her work. Everyone loves her work, but they're not seeing it. Right. Um, and that's for everybody. So the first thing to combating mental health when posting online is to remember that it's not just you. Everyone has similar algorithms, you know? Yeah. Um, Another thing is the time of day you post is really important. So I always encourage people to think about like um, human behavior. So when are most of your followers likely to be online? If you're in the US, think about like when are people getting home from work and sitting on their couches and scrolling? When are people on lunch? When are most people awake in the morning? So I always suggest posts are really good around like noon, 1 p.m. or 7 p.m. or 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. in the evening. You're gonna have the most impact usually on those days. Oh, so, crap, I'm doing it all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it also depends on your audience. So if most of your audience isn't US-based, then you're going to want to center it around that. But that's what I said. I'll, right. send you, I'll send you the class, man. You can have it. Yeah. Because yeah. it's... And it's not going to be perfect. Some people... I tell people when they take my class, like, um, there's a lot of work. There, it, the class is three to four hours long. Right. It's a lot. Um, and it's ever changing. So it's hard work and you have to be dedicated and willing to put in the work. But you also have to understand that still, like, I, I think a lot of people think that I'm promising them success. Like, if I take this class, I'm going to blow up. And, and that's not that's just not how it no. happens these days. Nope. No, it's, you know, putting out quality content. Interaction is huge. So I definitely want to. One of the points I like to make is that, especially conventions, if you're looking to be a guesting cosplayer, they're looking less at numbers now and more at your interactions. So it doesn't that's, matter if you've got 100,000 followers if only two people ever interact with you. That's good. You know? No, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, that's a positive. That's a move in the right direction. And I, one of the things I've also helped conventions with is um, there's a lot of disagreements around whether how to tell whether someone bought likes or not. 
um, which I super don't suggest doing because one of the reasons our algorithm is in a bad place is because so many people have bought these fake likes that it, it's just muddying the algorithms. So you're actually yeah. hurting the whole community when you do that, but you're really hurting yourself because you're going to get your accounts shut down permanently once the social media platforms find out, which they will. Oh boy. Uh, and also people, there, there are ways to tell, um, but not so much anymore. It can be a lot more difficult. So that's why conventions are going on interaction. And that's one thing I help them kind of take a look at because maybe, so I have a friend who has over 200,000 followers, but her posts on Facebook may only get between say 300 to a thousand likes. Well, she didn't buy any likes. That's just because the algorithm is bad. Like we talked about. So you yeah. can't tell like that anymore. Like, on Facebook, I have 67,000 and I can put up a post and legit get 10 likes and a reach of 13 people in an hour on a bad day. Yeah, it's they want you to pay to reach that audience. But there are definitely a ton of things you can do to um, get your content to reach more people. And a big part of that is interacting with your following. So like when you comment on my stuff, I always reply. You know, maybe I miss one or two here, but I'm always going to reply to you. And yeah. I try to do that with everyone. And I figure if you take the time to reach out to me about my content and what I've built, then the least I can do is try to reply. You yeah. know, and that builds community. Yeah, try to replicate it. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know from my blog when a post goes up, I. It's always been for me um, to have it go up at 11 a.m. my time which is 8 a.m. for the West Coast, because that's the, that's the time that they give me when I go to schedule a post, because then oh. it, says, it, it says at the bottom, like, like the time that you're seeing, they're in Pacific. So it's like, okay, I mean, they're just waking up. Maybe they'll see it, and some, and some cosplayers do, like when they retweet it or they'll put it on their Instagram stories. Yeah. And, like, that, that's pretty much the same when I um, upload a when I send out the public link for each episode for the show, um, I also try to do it on a day where it's already um, taken up by a post going up. So, like, I recorded an episode yesterday. Yeah. That public link, like, it, it's on my Patreon already. Like, I try to get it up on my Patreon um, so people can watch it, listen to it there um, as soon as they can. Um but then they can also just happen to look at Spotify or iTunes because within a day, it'll grab the RSS feed and it'll pop up on their sites and also on my blog because I had it like um, embedded. But um, so like I uploaded or I recorded a new episode yesterday. Um, today and tomorrow um, have posts centered around like new blog posts that are going to go up. But so I'm thinking I won't post about the new episode until saturday to so give it its own day yeah. and so like this episode probably won't see its public showing or link until sunday and then i think i have another one recording later this week on the weekend let's say on a saturday that won't go up till monday yeah so i feel like i'm doing it right maybe the only thing, so is your following is national, right? Like, you know, cosplayers and fans from all over the place. Um, one of the things I suggest people of all industries do if you have a national US fan base is consider posting in Central Standard Time because most people in the US live in Central Standard Time. So you're more likely to have a um, 
impact if you're posting at times when people in this time zone are up and doing things. So that's a good trick that people learned. Right. So then the time on the blog, on Blogger's site, like I always hit 8 a.m. Yeah. So that's Pacific, which is 11 a.m. my time, which is 10 a.m. for you guys. Which is probably a pretty good time. Yeah. So I, I only do it earlier on certain occasions where if I'm like, I'm going to be on errands during the morning. Yeah. Where I won't be at my computer, like ready to post it immediately. In which case, I will have it go up at like nine in the morning, my time, six Pacific, eight, you guys. Do you and ever do evening posts? No, 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 no. I couldn't. I don't know. I just, I, I like getting it out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like, and especially considering my work, like my yeah. IRL jobs, all of them involve night shifts. Okay, yeah. On the on the days that like posts go up where I'm at work, it's all night shift. So it's like, uh my only opportunity would be when I go on break, but I'm like still like just get it out of the way in the morning. Yeah. You should um like unsolicited advice. So like for instance when when this comes out, I've got a I took a photo of like the uh laptop in front of me to be like, Hey, I did a thing with James. But when I actually, when it comes out and I actually announce it for you, I will do it in the evening. So like maybe the cosplayers you have on, you could ask them like, hey, when you post about it, can you make sure it's evenings? Because then you're hitting the morning and they're hitting the evenings and you're across everything. That is a damn good idea. I'll have to make a note of that. I'll have to let the girl know that I recorded with yesterday to do that. <laughs> yeah, 7 p.m. is a great time. It's okay. part of like the golden hours. Right. Weird. <laughs> yeah social media is weird yeah but it's necessary where i mean without a you know creatives wouldn't be able to do the things they love for a living that wouldn't even you know that's not a pipe dream anymore it's an obtainable right goal. no yeah i read a book recently that i really fell in love with where i mean i'm, I'm trying to break into my career in graphic design still but i mean it put the idea that people our age like in this time era like the nine to five typical job is kind of like not doing it for us yeah and like i'm just thinking like youtubers and cosplayers they they can do that for a living so it's like why not me yeah, <laughs> Try to, yeah. yeah. that's why i started that creator you class because like it's just it's so doable if you're if you're willing to put in the work which like you are and i think some people see us doing this thing and they assume that it's like just you you know it's like instant kind of like fame and money and that's not realistic like it's i would say so before i was full-time cosplay i worked at um cybertron it's a gaming pc company and yeah. i did their tech support and then i was a marketing director and that was a nine to five. I would argue that I work twice as much now as a full-time creator. Yeah. So that's one of the things I talk about in my Creator U class is that like, it's, it's awesome to be able to do what you love for a living. You just have to be willing to work that much harder. Like it, it is harder work, but it's worth it. It's worth it it's every worth it in the end. Yep. And it can take years to go full time. I meet a lot of people who, you know, maybe they've just gotten started and they don't understand why they're not full time yet. Um, for me, it took three years. And I think that I've been very lucky, 
you know, I feel like like I I had opportunities that helped me kind of like move a little bit faster. Um, but still, I have yeah. that. That's also something that I like to talk about is like, um, even as a full time creator, I have to be prepared for a month when maybe um, I haven't had a guest appearance that month. So I don't have that income. And maybe I have a low month on patron. Like you have to be prepared for all of these things. Right. Yeah. But it's worth it. I mean, like you said, nine to fives don't really cut it in this day and age. Right. It's all stuff that our parents talked about when we were younger. <laughs> but now it's just we've grown past it. Like we just live like, in a whole new world. It's so excuse me. It's just so different now. Yeah, the opportunities are different, and um, people like to support creatives. Like you know, you support a lot of creatives before you were like really doing your own thing. You had your blog, but now you've blown up beyond that. <laughs> but like before that, you were like so i mean you're still like so supportive like you're one of the best people in the community like heartfelt support people and i love that yeah and, you know and without those people like none of us would be here but like also there are there are millions of those people that's what people who want to do with their money they want to support other creators that's what i do right. with my money yeah i think it's an awesome ecosystem yeah yeah well said um what else? What else do you want to talk about? Well, I don't know. Um, Favorite cosplay you recently did? Oh. I will say Herod when my axe is done. Um, but actually, <laughs> uh, my favorite is the one I'm working on right now already. So I started on it yesterday. And I'm, it's Dark Mode Riku from Kingdom Hearts. Yes. Yes, and it's a dream cosplay I've always wanted to do, and the bodysuit has just turned out better than I expected. And right before I did all the stuff I did today, I was cutting out the muscles, so I'm cross-playing for this one. Right. So I'm transform into Riku, and um, I'm just so excited already. Like, it's not finished yet, and I'm already like, this is my best cosplay ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You'll have to bring that to a con, and I'll bring my Riku, and we can do a photo shoot or just take pics together. Yes, yeah. I would love that. Yeah. I'm excited. I must have a thing for Rikus. This will be the second character I've cosplayed named Riku. Took me a second. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Took me a second. Yeah, I just liked a picture that you posted of your 10-2 Riku in thief form. Yeah, I actually... Uh, that's okay, So, talking about social media, I took that post down, and uh, one of the things I also let people know is like um you it's okay to take a post down if it's performing badly so i posted at a bad time and the reach was less than one percent in the first hour it was way below what any of my other posts were so i took it down and i'll try again at a different time so right. people seem afraid to take posts down but you it's your social media you can totally do that right right you can do whatever you want whatever you guys want yeah <laughs> yeah well, if there's nothing else that we could think of, I guess we could try to at least wrap it up for tonight. Um, if they want to follow your stuff, where do they go? Um, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Patron. I am Oh My Sophie on everything. O H M Y S O P H I I. No E. No E. No E. And I'm then call me Sophia. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired of it. I am. Um, I get that so much. 
Um, and then you could follow my blog, The Lightning Palace. Um, it got its own Twitter and Instagram at Lightning Palace. I think Instagram is Lightning Palace blog. But um, that's where I'll post public links to all my posts. And then my Patreon is free to view. So you can check out like behind the scenes books. Um, you'll get rewards if you stick around, not money. You get stickers and you can become immortalized in my blog. Who doesn't love stickers? Your stickers are on my laptop. Oh my God, you're going to make me cry. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, this month is going to be big. I should have one more episode for April. And um, yeah, I got a lot of neat stuff planned for the upcoming month. So can I suggest, thanks. can I send you a list of like cosplayers I suggest? To have on the show? Yeah. Maybe yeah, you could you out. could do it up. Yeah, when we uh, wrap up. Heck yeah, I'll make so, a list on my phone. Oh my god, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, thank you so much, Sophie, for doing this with me. I know oh. it's been crazy. You're such an amazing supporter and friend. I love you bunches and you bunches. Yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Catch you later. Bye. Bye.